Hello and welcome to Spoilerama. I am Marina Gorski. And I'm Mick Jordan. And I am very disturbed after watching <laughs> Mother. Which he's just seen. Literally yeah. half an hour ago walked out of the cinema. Yeah. Um, I don't feel welcome well. To, I, feel well. <laughs> <laughs> I have my water here next to me. I never bring in waters. No. And I'm sad I didn't bring whiskey into the cinema. <laughs> But anyway, um, yeah, so we'll we'll be talking about Mother, um, Darren Aronofsky's film. With Jennifer Lawrence and Javier Bardem. Yeah, which I loved bits. Um, and a few other people in it, which was very nice surprise. Yeah. Which I, because I didn't read anything about the film. Like I saw one trailer, but they only shot, they only shot, they only showed Jennifer Lawrence and Javier Bardem, I think, in the trailer. Maybe a couple of other people, which couldn't really make who it was, make out yeah. who it was. So I didn't really know who else was going to be in it and I didn't bother looking for it. And it was very nice to see Dono Gleeson, the Gleeson brothers. Yeah, both of them. In it. Um, so, yeah, what did you think? It doesn't matter because it was <laughs> shocking. <laughs> well, I mean, similar to what you were saying, I didn't know who was in it either. I, well, I, I sort of, as soon as they appeared, said, oh, yeah, I remembered that it was. I think I had seen a clip somewhere of the bit where Ed Harris arrives. Okay. And then, then when Michelle oh, yeah. Pfeiffer turned yeah. up, I was going, oh my God, it's Michelle Pfeiffer. And I said, oh yeah, I think I knew she was in this. So, she but I had no idea. different though. Well, if I recognised her straight away. And I didn't. Was, okay. For some reason, I kept thinking about the Manchester by the Sea. She's not in that. Oh no, no, she's not in that. That's Michelle Williams. Who's yeah, much, that's much Michelle younger. Williams. Oh yes, Michelle, Michelle Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer. Jesus. Oh my god! Marina okay. has only just seen the film. Never mind. It's still in shock. She's going to be in Murder on the Orient Express. Exactly. Yes. 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 Okay. So okay, I mean, <laughs> but I would agree with you in that she looked different because she looks so hard. Yeah. Like she's a hard, nasty character, and she's really playing. Though at the same time, there's no physical transformation. Certainly, the clothes she's wearing are very naff or nasty. Basically, they're meant to yeah. heighten her personality. And the fact that she's constantly smoking and has a drink in her hand and things like this, it just makes her look this real white trash type person. Oh, incredibly annoying. Um, And that's what struck me about, like, I was not shocked. I knew it was going to be, the very fact it's rated 18, there's something serious going to happen here. I knew that going in. But I didn't know much about it. I was avoiding it at all costs, only hearing anything about it because I said, it's a great cast, great director. I'm going to watch, want to see this anyway. And so I wasn't, quite prepared for what was going on and I thought at first it's a psychological thriller so I had I knew there was supposed to be horror elements to it and it was sort of part of me was getting it just feels faked at first now I'll just say that the, yeah the script wasn't great well it, it, it was hard to tell because I've read reviews afterwards to say they comment on that and say but that's because and then it all becomes clear in the end but I don't think so like I mean what was bothering me about the script was him Javier Bardem was a total dick yeah. And his behaviour. And you just said, no. And it felt like he's just, there's a cipher that this film is about Jennifer Lawrence. And he's saying things that people wouldn't normally say. Yeah. Like inviting the two people to stay without consulting her at all. And then just telling telling them in front of her, oh, you must stay here if you've nowhere else to go. And then inviting everyone back for yeah. the party afterwards and then everything. And then him, all his behaviour at the start, the first half of it, if you like, I was just saying, no, people don't behave like that. And it's just, they're just doing that to, keep the momentum of the plot going it's it's facilitating it's not yeah. actually the way people behave and then the whole fact that he is a writer and a poet and people are saying your words moved me it felt interesting I said people don't, they're just 
spouting cliches just to get the script going along. And then I think, no, maybe it might all be different. I don't give too much away because I might be wrong in my interpretation. That wasn't my question, though. What was your question? Did you like it? Like, what did you think? You're just just saying what it was. Well, I don't want you to say yes or no. But just tell me if you liked it. Did you like it? I don't know. (laughs) I did. I mean, some of it, I I think it's full of brilliant ideas and images that I really enjoyed. I liked the way it was done. And at the end of it, it was very much, it's a film I got as well. is in it. What yes. The fuck? Yes, she comes out of the blue and so on. And then no, I did I actually liked it at the end when things just went so insanely over the top. And all that See, was going on, all the graphic. I was horror. getting very I felt like tearing that fucking cinema apart with the Jennifer Lawrence. I was like, okay. Oh my god! Get out of her way! Oh yeah, you get so angry on her yes. behalf. All the people doing these things and when they're sitting on the Sink on the, and she's oh saying, Get off the sink, and then it turns around and back on it again. Get off the sink, and you just say, That's so they're like little children, yeah, so infuriating. But it's all, Is this in her head, or is it not? And I was, yeah. I was very worried about that the whole way through. Is this just going to turn out to be a dream, or she's yeah. mad, or something like that? And I won't give anything away, but it wasn't that, it certainly wasn't a cop out ending. But I did, no, I did realize where it was going, though. I sort of because felt it might once be it showed, once it showed that scene of the house burnt. And Javier Bardem outside, like that kind of flashbacky scene. Yeah. I said, okay, I know where this is going. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to give it away, but I, I knew where it was going at some point. I was like, oh God, now I have to sit through it all just to get there. Okay. And as it was going and getting darker and darker, I was like, what the fuck? Honestly, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have gone see it on my own. Like, honestly, <laughs> where was... The John <laughs> Well would he have enjoyed it No <laughs> Like it is not for everyone No it's, it's not very much it's Like and did anyone walk out No Too well I went to see it in the IFI And people walked out I was really surprised Because that yeah. never happens in the IFI True yeah I'm surprised now too Now yeah. and been, one walked out now Early enough in it When there wasn't anything Really dramatic or graphic Well it did so take I don't a know. bit To get it all going anyway Didn't it It did um, I think it might be a case that like they just felt oh this isn't film for me because another thing was it's all handheld and very handheld yes, and actually, some people yeah. hate that like no I, I know. liked that, that was oh, I know I thing. don't mind I I enjoyed it I liked it as it a did, thing but it didn't make me dizzy at times yeah but I did like it a lot because it is it does give it's supposed to give you the feeling of dizziness and and it succeeds yeah and you not know where anything is like I didn't I still don't know where all the rooms are like you know the way yeah. you, you have the idea of where each room like I know the baby room no I don't know the baby room actually I shouldn't have said that no you're not gonna, there is a baby room from the start <laughs> no, I'm now, I now I've given it away <laughs> um, uh, no you don't know where anything is yeah, in you just the house know where, you know, the you know where his study is and yeah. obviously the kitchen and their yeah. room because just up the stairs but right. the rest is kind of like which door is what? Well, yeah, but even that with regard to the bedroom, because at one point she walks into the room and is giving out to people that are in the room, yeah. and you suddenly, and then she says it's our bedroom, and I said, oh right, I didn't realize that was because the jar yeah. was so, but it's deliberate, like that is yeah. meant to be. But that's what I'm saying about the whole handheld stuff, and why I'd say someone walked out early because of that. It's just it's like people with subtitles; they cannot bear it. Yeah, they really can't. like I know a cousin of mine once we started watching the film, and within two minutes watching it on Netflix and he said I can't watch this so that could be it but I, someone did walk out when it got really gory and violent towards the end and it was and it wasn't noisy just quietly just left but obviously yeah. couldn't take it anymore 
Well, I didn't expect it to go that dark. And I did think, you know, the way you said in it, the sounds are just too loud just to emphasize. Yeah. Something. I didn't like the way they did it in here either. I didn't feel that at all. I here. thought that the moments of silence were the best moments. OK. Because, you know, where it's just noises of the things, not yeah. music, not actual. But there wasn't any. Mu- that's there the thing. was. I didn't notice any music. I thought it was all sound. I don't remember some music in the film at all. No, I think there was because at okay. some point, well, at some point there was. It, it might have been um, just the actual things, but together they made music. Okay, because there might be hear, rhythm to it. Yeah, yeah, you can hear there is some kind of rhythm to it. It's not just like a tap or mm. noise of the door slamming or something. No, it's like even when the people were in there, there was always some kind of thing behind. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. I just can't. Well, no, I mean, you're you're certainly the sound. There was the sound was very deliberate as well. Because I noticed right from the first thing that struck me was I said, I must get this on DVD and check my surround surround sound. Because it was as soon as anyone went the slightest bit out, you could hear them behind you. Like they were really playing up. Yeah. And I think that was, again, to unsettle you because it was really striking that someone would be in mid conversation and the voice would change from one speaker to another because of where they were moving about in the background. Yes. Something like that. So... That was unsettling. And I said, oh, this is an inspir- Like, is, is Aronofsky who did The Revenant? No, that was, was Alexander Iñárritu. Oh, right. No, so I knew. Th- How but dare th- you? I'm sorry, but it's they're both tend to make experimental films. Like Aronofsky yeah. did Birdman and no, he did Black Swan. Oh, Alexander oh, no. Iñárritu did Birdman. OK, he did Black Swan. Yes. Right. <laughs> Thank God. And he did Pie and he did Requiem for a Dream. Yes. Yes, yes so. he did. Yeah. <laughs> All these foreigners, I get them mixed up. Though I think Aronofsky's American. With foreign names. A very Trumpian that's foreign, comment. That's foreign, that's foreign anyway. Given to, that to Alexander Nourish was an immigrant. Okay. okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I welcome them with open arms. I'm not criticizing them. I'm just being racist enough to mix them up and cl- clutter them all together. Yes. So. <laughs> very ignorant. Sorry. Anyway, um, yeah, I just, I don't know how I feel about that film. Like, I liked it and I liked the idea of it. Okay. I just thought it it really, it made me feel like, I don't know, like vomiting towards the end. Like, some of the scenes, like, I just felt like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, like, why would you do yeah, that? Yeah, but do you think it's over the top gory? It's like, not I the gory bit. It's, like, it's, it's the concept. It's the idea. No, but there's some things that just don't make sense. Okay. It just doesn't make sense. <laughs> I know. There's a lot of it I didn't understand. Well, like, I know Darren Aronofsky loves this kind of cycle thing, you know, where yeah. things kind of go back to whatever it is. And I just, there was bits like at some point, at one point, I just don't want to ruin the film, but I really <laughs> want to comment this with you. At one point, Kristen Wiig does something that you're kind of like, what the fuck? How did she turn dark so quickly? Yes. Well, and that's it. Like- that's it. How the characters suddenly change completely. Like at one point, they're slightly annoying. Yeah. And then they're really over the top, outrageously yeah. appalling behavior. And then there's, and I mean, appalling behavior and just socially appalling behavior, yeah. rude. And then suddenly they're violent and things like this. And But I liked that in the sudden buildup of it, that you could see it, how it could happen. Like particularly in the early bits with Michelle Pfeiffer and Ed Harris, the way they start intruding more and more. Like yeah. particularly when he says things like, when Avier says to him, you must stay here for a few days, you've nowhere else to stay. Now the normal reaction 
of people in that situation would be, um, oh, no, we, we couldn't impose like that in business. Well, if it's no trouble, fine. They just accept it. Then the Ed Harris character smoking. And he lights yeah. up a cigarette as soon as he's in the house. You never do that in someone else's house. Yeah. And and then when he's told to go outside, he says, oh, yeah, of course. Sorry about that. Go outside. And then later on, there's ash, there's ashtray full of cigarettes in the house. Yeah. And Javier Bardem has been sitting talking to him while he's been doing this, even though he knows full well the wife hates smoking in the house. Well, anyone yes. would. Yes. So it, all well, these shocking bits of behaviour. Yeah. And it, I mean, the film is good to kind of, maybe that was his intention um, mm. to kind of make you have emotions throughout the film. Oh, it is. It's, you're just constantly because, unsettled. Yeah, because... Um, no, but even good and bad ones. Because when you see... Like, obviously, Jennifer Lawrence is the character he wants you to kind of relate to or, you know... Yeah. Even when she's happy, you're kind of like, oh, okay, everything's okay now. And, you know, and um, when Javier Bardem kind of leaves her alone because something happened... Um, kind of like, no, come back. She needs you. And you kind of want him to come back and stay with her. And then later on, you're like, no, fuck off. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? And it's just, it's good in that manner. I just did not like the gory bits because it all became too end of the world too quickly. Yeah, it was very apocalyptic. Pe- yeah, people were like animals. And I just did not like that. And okay. I felt really bad. I, I think if I was in her place, I'd shoot myself way before most of that happened. She didn't shoot herself anyway, just to put it out there that people are frightened. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She didn't shoot herself. herself. You're giving a spoiler that never actually happened. And people are going to say, wait till the point she comes to shoot herself. That doesn't happen, people. Yeah. So, like, it was just, I don't know. And Michelle Pfeiffer, oh, my God, she was so fucking annoying. Mm-hmm. I would have given her a very good little answer there at the start when she said, why don't you want kids? Oh, yeah. All this interference yeah, like, and so on. None of your business, yeah. bitch. I oh. am going to put you through the wall. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, and that's one thing that did bother me a little at first, that Jennifer Lawrence was too nice. accepting. Yes. Well, too nice. And, said to, and it didn't come across that that was necessarily her character, that she, she wasn't downtrodden and would acquiesce to everything that was yeah. done. But things like that, she just accepted. I didn't, yeah, I did not like the way they did that because she seemed too housewifey. And the way they explain why she does all she does is, so you really love them, don't you? Yeah. Huh? I was saying, like, really... <sighs> Well, no, well, I don't think they necessarily explained that she was put up with all this stuff. But at the same time, she was reacting too placidly. Like that was not that not even that people don't react like that, but that her character that we saw of her in the film wouldn't react like that. I'm right back to that part again that I keep harping on where he invites them to stay and she turns and looks at him and and um, oh no, afterwards she says, why? How could you ask them to stay without consulting me? And he said, Oh, I didn't think you'd make a big deal about it. Now, the normal reaction of anyone in that situation, well, it is a big deal. Of course they're going to make a big deal. And what she turns around and says, but you won't be able to do your writing. And I was yeah. going, no, you wouldn't say that. That's not the reaction. That might be a part, but why make excuses? You don't want them in your house. Yeah, That's it. Exactly. That's enough. And even when later on, after things happen, she, um, she looks at him and says, and says, they need to go. Tell them to go. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't. Yeah. And he actually throws a party later. And she's like, what the fuck? There's yeah. more people in my house now? Yeah. What the hell? I'd be pissed off. But I mean, the circumstances of that party and why everyone is invited back to the house is done well in one respect. On the one hand, no, no, it's no, no. not. Well, I mean, in one regard, it is. It's 
that if she she would be the bad person if she kicks everyone out because of the situation I'm not going to give anything away because of what has happened yeah. just prior to that and why everyone is there so she's you can see the turmoil in her head she wants them gone she wants back to normal life they're oh, taking yes, over yes. the house and yet at the same time she she can't say it say yes. anything but because what of what's I going mean on about it wasn't I don't think it was done well is because lots of people came into the house and Javier Bardem's excuse to have them there was they don't you know the, this couple Michelle Pfeiffer and what's his name again Ed Harris yes um, don't have anyone well if there's people here for this party they do they could have this party somewhere else yeah. and I would I would have said that that was fucking done I'd say excuse me get them out of here I don't care what happened well, <laughs> especially after what I had to go through being her yeah like no Oh, this like no. I was completely. There was early parts where he was saying, um, when they were first starting to stay, and um, well, they've nowhere else to go. I was going, yeah. I don't care. Like, I mean, I'm all for welcoming people. And I should point out that that, that straight after that weekend, I had a house guest for the weekend. My cousin Sally came over from Preston, and she was a wonderful guest in comparison. We had a wonderful time. But this circumstance where people just suddenly land on your doorstep and you say your husband or whatever someone else asked them to stay and then because they've nowhere else to go that's when you just become into full selfish mode I don't care get out of my house yes I was reminded at one point there is a film called The Man Who Came to Dinner <laughs> that just <laughs> in your head exactly what it's like and it's from the 1930s and it's about this guy who literally comes to dinner and on the way out when he's leaving it's snowing and he slips and breaks his leg and so they have to bring him in and look after him. And he ends up staying with them for month because they're scared he's going to sue them. And he just runs the house, takes out, orders them about and so on and never seems to recover from the injury. And they're desperately trying. It's a comedy and they're desperately yeah. trying. And I was thinking of that the whole way through. This is a, These people are never going to get out because he was, Javi Abraham was constantly saying, oh, they leave tomorrow. There'll be this sorted out. Yeah. And then something else came up and something else came up. And I said, they're never going to leave. And they're so head wrecking it's bad yes, enough yeah. if they were just people strangers intruding but they're walking around the house smoking they're drinking and then they're giving out to her for certain things it said well I think you'd at least um, have the lights turned off or something like this or yeah. at least you wouldn't walk into us while we're having sex yeah. <laughs> this is, it's my house exactly, and she's apologising yeah. to them all the time it was very frustrating in that regard so actually I found the horror was at the start and then when all the gore and so on and all the really extreme, I actually just reveled in that. No, I did think the horror was at the end. I did not like that at all because um, I'm Are you thinking you No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> How much editing am I going to have to do? And this I'm leaving that in. I'm leaving that in. And I'm just putting okay. it on the loop. Fine. <laughs> Without <laughs> Anyway, I know I just... Um, I just don't like the idea of what happened at the end that really scares me <laughs> okay I don't like that kind of apocalyptic thing and I always think that if we ever get to that stage in the world in the universe I would kill myself oh I probably would too <laughs> given the horror that was going on around yeah. in fact I think there was, but it's, I think that's a good thing in a film that it can generate you're so involved and caught up in it they just say oh I would just kill myself if I was yeah. in that horrible situation because it just was escalating more and it just yeah. was not there's no well, break you knew once once it started and it started getting worse and worse you're like no it's going to get much worse yeah. when they when you, when you have the scene of the people running through the the grass coming to the house with the little flashlights yeah. she just looks out the window and there's loads and you're like oh fuck this is not gonna end yeah. well 
Yeah, it's just it's a real, but it's I think it's very good that because when you think of it, the film starts the very start of the film is just two people in a house in the middle of nowhere, yeah. and it's all of extreme close up, and then suddenly it's this massive world apocalypse pretty much by the end. Yeah, probably giving away loads. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm I don't know. Sure, well, I must yeah. have a look at it because I know. That, interestingly, I just happened to read today. Um, it's got the worst rating in decades in America. Like it's been uh, from audiences, their reaction. Now, what they're saying is, is because they're expecting something completely different. Yeah. They were given well, the wrong idea. So many times that happens. Well, tough. <laughs> well, it's true. Yeah, oh, oh, people are so stupid sometimes. Like I felt sick with this whole film, but I think I kind of like it anyway. How, yeah. Same thing with Neon Demon. God, I felt very sick with that film. I still yeah. don't know how I feel exactly about that film. I think I like it. <laughs> well, I would but say I, I would watch Neon Demon again. I wouldn't watch this again. But I'm still glad I saw it. That's the way I would I wouldn't watch it. either. Okay. <laughs> either of them again. I'm happy to know I've seen them and I have yeah. an opinion about them, which is not quite it's not a solid opinion because I change every now and again. Like, I don't think I like it. No, I think I like it. And it is only an hour since you saw it. Yes. So um, you're still raw from it. Yeah, my head is going like a million miles an hour. Well, I will say one thing. I was... Conscious towards the end, I don't really know what this is about. Yes, and exactly. still, I still feel like that. Like that's what I want to talk to you after the podcast, particularly about the ending. So I do know one concept of it, and this is one thing that was bothering me all the way to: is it all going to turn out to be a dream, or in her head, or something like that, or in his, yeah. or something that there's going to be some lazy excuse at the end? And while there wasn't, I still don't know then what it was I really thought about. It was about his poem. I thought yeah. it was all like it was basically his poem being told like chaos, like something yeah. because he said at the table at the at one of the parties, he kept saying about life and look at all these people. This is life or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I thought that that was the whole film that it represented. A reenact and yeah, an acting kinda, out of the poem, yeah, interpretation kinda. of the poem. So that's what I yeah, that's what I kind of thought was happening. Anyway, I still don't know. Um, people do not leave the cinema. It was it was only about ten of us in there, right? And uh, which Savoy was it? Uh, five. Okay, so that's the one exactly we went to like before. Six. No, exactly like that one. It's oh, just next right, yeah, that's 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 the old tree, um, <laughs> and I liked that one. Is that was? Did you find that an unpleasant cinema this time around as well? No, it's it's very weird, but no, because <laughs> <laughs> it's weird shape. Yeah, which I like. I like that. That's just of character. You do. Yeah, well, um, you just like the same bunkers that we've always got no, in cineplexes. No, I don't. I don't. Okay. I like Savoy One. That's my favorite. Well, yes, and it was on there. Was on the Savoy One, That's and I really wanted to go and see that in Savoy One. Okay. Well, I will say, and this is good. I preferred this to it. No, yeah, definitely yeah. not. Because it, again, like, uh, now this is me sounding like those people who reviewed the film. Because it, you know what you're getting. This, you don't. But mm. it, because I was more prepared for it, and it gave me a bit more thrills, this one actually made me feel sick. Okay. It only made me feel sick at the beginning, when he eats the kid's arm off. Right. Um, well, that, well, that's what I wanted to ask. When you say about making you sick, like this, I think it's good if it provokes emotion and horror reaction like that. But... If it's just sick where you're just grossed out, like you know, I haven't seen it, but you know the film, the Human Centipede. We've, oh we've yeah, discussed I could see that. Yeah, but I mean, that's to me, that's just for effect. They're just going, oh, it's just been really gross for the point of being gross. This wasn't that. It was just horrific ideas. I think it's inspired yeah. ideas and interesting. I wasn't well, going. Well, it Ugh. is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, exactly. It is like 
horrible situations that you just don't want to be in. It's scary. Yeah. It's some scary that, situations. And, you know, her not doing anything about them. And yeah. going back to the whole thing of Javier Bardem's character not doing, like, do, like fuck all about her. When, he, when she makes the dinner for him, that I really felt so bad for her. I really did. When she makes the dinner and she's there and she thinks she's going to have this alone time with him and he just turns the house into a book signing thing. Yeah. And you're kind of like, what the hell are you doing when your wife's there waiting for you to have dinner with you? Like, she made this whole fucking thing. She doesn't have to, you know. <laughs> it's not her job. And yet she did it. Okay. Portrait of a Marriage with Marina Gorski and <laughs> Martin. <laughs> I'm going to start my own show. <laughs> you could start cooking for John. Are you now? <laughs> I already do. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we're opening up a lot here. And I clean the poos and peas of the dog and I and I hoover and I clean the carpet after he pees on it. The dog. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Both, <laughs> we just yeah. need to be really clear on this. This is the cross. Anyway, okay. Um, right. <laughs> so I would give it... A six. It might change. It might change in a few days. I give it a three. So we're always on the same time. I'm giving a three out of five. You're giving six out of ten. Because it was it. Yeah, I was thinking that I would like two and a half was for it because it was just okay. This is just over the good. It's good. Yeah. Well, that's what I did with it. It was just over the good, which was seven. Right. This is six, which is just a tiny bit under. Like it's. I I liked. How I like. I liked it up to a certain point and I like the idea of it I just think one I think he does this a lot okay of things getting going really dark like Black Swan was like that but I liked Black Swan because it was done a little bit better I think yeah well again Black Swan I got very confused with as well no but no I didn't Mm. I thought not. I don't think it was better done I just think it was less gory definitely less less dark than this I would say it's not less gory. There's a lot more blood and gore in that no, there than there is in this. The concept is more horrible in this. But I mean, there's a lot of cutting and um, there's a lot in of Black blood. Swan? Black Swan, yeah. I don't think At the very so. end, isn't there blood all over the place? No. She kills, she stabs someone and she stabs her mother at some point, doesn't she no, as well? No, she doesn't. The fuck, Mick? Well, she sta- no, she stabs who she thinks is her rival at the end. She has sex with her rival. I don't oh, no, think... Oh, no, she stabs... Because she dies at the end of the I know she dies, but Because she's she's not... stabbed some. she thinks she stabbed her rival and she's actually killed herself. That was the Then I was understood. confused about the film. Or maybe I, I am. <laughs> I don't remember her stabbing the Isn't rival. Isn't Aronofsky so great? He can just open so many interpretations. I don't remember her stabbing the rival. I just remember her getting the part and the rival not. Yeah. And I know there was some kind of... No, this is right at the end. I know like, it was right, right at the, the end. Uh, yeah, I know it was right at the end. But I don't think... Yeah, because they have sex with each other. And it's a lot in her mind as well, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And... But you see, that is a, works because it's basically a portrayal of someone going mad. And you know pretty much from the start, this is in her head. Yeah. It's not like a sudden revelation. Well, there is a certain amount of revelation at the end. Requiem for a Dream is also the same as well. There's yeah. horrible things. But, but none of those films I want to watch again. It has to do with again. drugs as well. Oh yeah, it's drugs. It's a bit bit more explainable. Yeah. 
Whereas but, this, but then maybe that's the way he's going. Like the starts off Requiem for Dream, where it's logical. Yeah, yeah the drum drums yeah. are going out of mind. The Black Swan, she's just mad. Yeah, and because this the whole is just no, no one's the yeah, world is mad. But Black Swan is also explainable because it's it's that um, world of ballet where everything's kind of like perfection, and you have to, yeah. be and so therefore she's going to drive him. Yeah, and this is just well, you can understand this kind of as well. He kind of needs perfection in a way. And she yeah. tries to be that. He explains that later as well, Javier Bardem. And she understands it later as well, what he is. Anyway, um, but yeah, it's a bit more far-fetched than the other ones. Oh, yeah. I don't okay. know. I th- I really liked Black Swan and I really like Requiem for a Dream. I, bleh, I don't know about this one. I still have to. I don't want to think one about it. One to admire. Yeah. One, yeah, one to admire, but not to see it again. <laughs> Anyway, um, I'll wrap it up. I'm just going on tangents here and I really want to talk to Mick about other things. And you want to get sick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so thank you very much for listening. I've been Marina Gorski. And I've been Mick Jordan. I don't feel like doing the woohoo. <laughs> yeah. I might just vomit instead. Yeah, that'll work. <laughs>